Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. I am Pete Chianka, and I am here, as always, with Dave London. Hello, Dave. Hey, Pete. How are you this fine October day? I'm doing well. I can't believe it's already October. Uh, I, too, am a little surprised at that. I'm not sure where September went. It actually, th- this podcast is a little late. We'd hope to get one in by the end of September, but we went went a little bit over. But, uh, you know, you, you get busy. You know, things happen. I, I don't know what to tell you. It just There's lots of things in the air. Yes, absolutely. But we are here now. And we're very excited because this is the annual episode of the podcast where we talk about the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, which is coming later this month and which uh, we will be discussing later with two very special guests. And if only if only there was some sort of acronym for the Massachusetts Independent <laughs> Comics Expo. Yes. I, well, I'm sure they'll come up with something eventually. Um <laughs> No, it's called mice. They call it mice because, as you know, there are many, many comic comic mice uh, to choose from. Um, although using some of them as your in your logo will get you sued by large corporations. <laughs> but 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 it will get you press. Yes, absolutely. You do what you got to do, and it's a terrific event in Cambridge. And we'll be discussing that a little later in the show with uh, Shelley Paraline, who is the co-director, and with a very special guest headliner who she's bringing along with her. So we'll, we'll leave that uh, to be a surprise. Uh, but first, I wanted to just mention, since the last time we sat down to record a podcast, there was a sort of a, um, the comic world mourned the, the passing of kind of a, a legend. He wasn't a cartoonist or an illustrator, uh, but his name was Lee Salem, and he was a famous um, editor for a syndicate um, the, uh, how, how was it pronounced, Dave? I always get it wrong. It's the Andrews McMeal syndicate. I think Andrews McMeal, I think it used to be universal and, uh, I'm not sure about the corporate ownership, but I believe it's Andrews yeah. McMeal. I used to always say McNeil, which is probably why we never got syndicated. You really got to get the <laughs> right. name right if you want to get on these people's good side. But, uh, he is a, um, or was, I should say, uh, really a, a legend in the industry. He, you know, he was known for, uh, he discovered Kathy back in the 1970s. Uh, the Boondocks was one of his, and he helped develop Calvin and Hobbes, maybe the greatest comic strip of, of all time. So he clearly had an eye, um, for what was going to resonate. And, and you could tell that with the types of things he worked on, he wasn't just going for the quick laugh. He was somebody who was interested in the artistry of it. And and just, uh, I, I don't know him personally, I never met him, but just from what I've heard or read about from other cartoonists who posted tributes after he passed, it sounds like he was just a champion for cartoonists, a, a real nice guy, somebody who went to bat for the cartoonists, um, got 
folks um, noticed and out there and got their work out there. So just I, I think that when you hear about people just who, who have been uh, in the industry who have really made a mark, I think he, he sounds to me like absolutely. And it life. sounds like the, the industry could use more Lee Salem's. So uh, our condolences to those who, who knew him. And we just wanted to take this opportunity to sort of commemorate his contributions to the to the industry uh, since we have this forum to do so. And another thing we wanted to mention before we get to the heart of our podcast is something we're doing, me and Dave, with our comic strip and book, Pet Peeves. We will be bringing books and some other paraphernalia to the Kids Con New England in Portland, Maine on November 16th. And this looks like we we haven't been uh, prior to this year, but it looks like an amazing event, isn't it? When you say, Dave? it looks fantastic. I mean, the website for folks who are interested, it's uh, kidscone.com. So that's all one word, K-I-D-S-C-O-N-N-E.com. And it has all kinds of information. It's going to be at the Doubletree Portland in Portland, Maine from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on November 16th. But the website has uh, information on all the uh, artists and uh, cosplayers who will be there, all the events. Yeah, we'll have several... Uh, former strip search guests will be there. Mark Parisi of, of Marty Pants and Off the Mark is going to be there. Tim Jones is going to be there. I'm talking about his strip, Sour Grapes. And uh, Merrick Bennett, who um, is a more of a graphic novelist and, and illustrator who played banjo on our show a few months ago, uh, will also be there, along with just a, a too many to list. But you can find on that website... The, uh, the list of everybody who's going to be there, you know, including us. So here's your chance to say hello and get an autographed copy of Pet Peeves, the book. So please make it a point. If particularly if you're in Maine, you have no excuse. Although Maine's a pretty big state. Right. What else is there exactly. to do in Maine, really? Except, you know, I know there's the national parks up there, whatever. Come to the Double Tree of Portland. Right. <laughs> yada, 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 yada exactly. national this parks. This will be right. much better. And check that out. And also, as always, have to remind you to check out Comic Strip Cartoonist Magazine. They're working on their new issue. It's basically our favorite publication about what it is like to be a comic strip cartoonist. And you could find it by visiting our website, PetPeevesComic.com, where you'll find a link back to them. And you'll also find out everything you need to know about Pet Peeves and about this podcast. So uh, it's a good place for you to bookmark. Do people still bookmark things? We call it bookmarking. It's kind of like hanging up the phone. You don't actually hang up a phone anymore, but we still say hanging up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, please, please do that and pay us a visit. And um, and I think that that was all I had, Dave. Do you have anything else we need to talk to the people about? Uh, no, I think we're good. I think this is where we say without further ado. Well, without further ado, we will be right back with our very special guest to talk about the Mice Expo. Stay tuned. back with Strip Search, the comic strip podcast, and we're very excited to introduce our special guests returning to the podcast after about a year is Shelly Paraline, the acclaimed illustrator and co-director of the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And she brings with her graphic novelist, Kurt Ankeny, who is 
going to be appearing at this year's Mice Expo uh, and is going to be debuting his new book there. So welcome, Shelly and Kurt. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely our pleasure. And, you know, Dave, Dave and I, we got to talk to you, Shelley, last year about mice before it happened. Then we got to go experience it. And it was really just, just such a terrific day. But maybe you could tell for the few people left who don't know what mice is all about, just talk a little bit about what it is, who you're looking to go and what people can expect there. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm used to doing this. And I'm actually always surprised when people go, Oh, no, I know mice, you know, <laughs> and I get to stop talking. But um, mice is the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, we're an arts festival, um, going into our 10th year, which is very exciting. Um, at Leslie University, University Hall in Porter Square. Um, our dates this year are October 19th and 20th. Um, so we're a full weekend of comic and uh cartoonist related events we fill every inch with um with cartoonists and comics <laughs> that's uh so you you will go in on a normal day this is a um it's a it's a university space there's some classrooms there's some lecture halls um you know if you if you went on any other weekend there's some nice couches you could sit in but we like you know hide that all away and put some tables out. And so you will weave through this building and find um, over 200 cartoonists uh, showing off their creations. Um, you'll find a cartoonarium where you can see cartoonists at work. They'll be demonstrating um, how they do uh, their comics or illustrations. Um, you will find panel discussions and we also have a workshop area so you can try your hand at making comics. That's awesome. I, I like how it, it caters to potential cartoonists or amateur cartoonists and just people who love comics, you know, cartoons, illustrations, um, and, you know, are just sort of interested in, in how it comes together and, and discovering new new comics to read. Like, I think that's the, that's the great thing about it, the sort of independent aspect of it. Yeah, and we really like to show that there's a small barrier between you um, kind of being an attendee and being a creator yourself. Um, this is basically how a lot of people get their start is they say, I made a book and I came to a show and people bought it and I passed it on mm -hmm. and I shared it. So, so that's very important to, us to show how easy that can be. And in terms of a, a target audiences or a target audience goes, you know, all ages, families, singles, like what, what are you? Mm -hmm. There, yeah, there is something for everyone. Um, we're an all ages show, but that doesn't mean that there are some cartoonists with like adult only content. This is independent creators. This is like who they are and what they're putting out there. So we welcome it all. Um, we do for um, just to help with families. We put up balloons um, on tables that have kid friendly materials. Um, and so that it's like a nice little scavenger hunt as you mm -hmm. hunt around <laughs> for, for, for new books. Um, but yeah, we, we kind of, it's, you know, it, it takes all kinds to make the independent comics community. Mm -hmm. So it's all represented. One of the things I think that, uh, mice does especially well is, and whether it's the location or what, but, uh, it gets one of the most consistently enthusiastic and, and diverse crowds mm -hmm. I've ever seen at a show. Like we really, you really, really get, uh, an amazing crowd in there that are fans yeah. of comics. Yeah. And, and it's, interesting now now that we're in 10 years like maybe we like had an effect like and help people like 
kind of learn like how to um, interact <laughs> with comics. And like, that's just particularly exciting. Um, like one of my favorite anecdotes right now is that like I had maybe an 18 year old, like come up to me last year and said like, Oh yeah, I've been coming to mice since I was a kid. <laughs> so it's just like, Oh, okay. So you've kind of grown up with this event. And like I said, I think in, um, in the beginning, I really had to try and explain like how we were different from comic cons and um, you know, what we we're trying to do in our local community. So it's really nice that um, people are coming more familiar with mice. And what is going to be for the people who have been coming since they were kids, is there anything this year that's, um, that's going to be different or a new addition or, or that maybe they won't expect? Um, maybe not that you won't expect, but um, we always like to change it up by highlighting different um, guests. And that's very important to us. Um, our headliner this year is Jaime Hernandez, um, who, uh, you know, is just been working since the eighties on love and rockets. And, um, it's just one of the most important, uh, books in independent comics and American comics. So we're just so excited to have him, uh, as, as a special guest along with, um, uh, Ellen Crenshaw and Colleen AF Venable, who like, they have some connections to the Boston uh, scene and uh, their book kiss number eight is now on the long list for the national book award, um, which is just really exciting for young readers. Um, Ronald Wimberly, Diane Newman, who has edited a, um, a book about uh, like overcoming sexual harassment or, um, and stories like from, uh, from people who have overcome, uh, difficult things. So that's called drawing power. Uh, let's see, Erica Henderson, who is a local artist. We have all these spotlight local creators, which includes Kurt with N uh, Erica Henderson, Kurt Ankeny, Travis Dandro, and Kathy G. Johnson. You, you had mentioned just about the, the different topics. And I think that that's yeah. one of the things I remembered from last year. And we actually spoke to Keith Knight last year, who was one of mm -hmm. your headliners. Um, and that's one of the things he touched on was the the breadth of the topics that these comic books tackle, and yeah. not, you know your your necessarily your traditional topics or, or what you'd expect, but they're really sort of important things facing society that that these graphic novelists and cartoonists are are mm -hmm. attacking in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, and that's with Diane. Um, we know her from her important work that she did, like with uh, women comics, and uh, her compilation is Glitz to Go. You know, she was really important in the alt comic scene. And when we saw this book was coming out, it was just so exciting to us. So that's how we kind of like build our guest list. Mm -hmm. That's where we start. And speaking of guests, you have one sitting right next to you. And, mm -hmm. and Kurt, you're a, you're a New England guy from way back, right? Uh, well, I've been here about uh, 12 or 13 years, but I originally grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm sort of a New England transplant. Okay, yeah, you have to be, you know, you're a carpetbagger then, as, as am I. Yes. I've only been here right. about 30 years. It's not nearly enough for, for these people. No, oh, no, 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 no. Your parents, parents, parents have to have been there for you to be an original. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, now you're, but your first graphic novel had a real did New England uh, feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, the first graphic novel was um, uh, what I've sort of uh, coined a collage portrait of 
um, Ipswich, Massachusetts, which was a town that I lived in for five years um, just before we moved to Salem. And uh, yeah, it definitely has to do a lot with um, sort of New England culture and this sort of uh, coastal life that that uh, you find so prevalent here uh, north of Boston. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to de be debuting your new book at the show, and that's called Pleading with Stars, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, that's uh, a collection put out by Ad House Books and Chris Pitzer, who uh, did a lovely job with the the design. Um, and uh, that's a collection of the all the short story comics that I've done over the last five years. So there's, um, I don't know, maybe a dozen or so um, short stories, um, one of which is in uh, Fanographics uh, Now anthology, the issue number seven, which just came out a couple weeks ago at SPX. Nice. And why don't you describe, you know, that's the one, one problem with podcasts. We can't, we can't show the work, although it will be on our website at peepscomic.com. But why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what people can expect, you know, in looking at, at your work? Uh, yeah, well, um, I guess the one thing that tends to tie my work together, um, because I tend to just jump around stylistically, um, I dabble in a lot of different media. Um, so inside that book, I think I've got um, pieces that were done in watercolor and pencil. I've got pieces that were done just in ink. Uh, I've got pieces that were done with um, ink in, uh, in dip nibs. Um, so there's lots of different like stylistic um, variety, but overall uh, the art tends towards the atmospheric, which is maybe something that not a lot of cartoonists go for uh, just because it's a little more difficult in our medium, especially in the traditional sense of pen and ink and computer colors. Um, so uh, that, that tends to be sort of a through line with my stories. They tend to be sort of atmospheric and um, misty that works. or something like that. So uh, this is Dave. So uh, being the, uh, the artist of our uh, team here between Pete and myself, I always like to ask about process. And you started talking a little bit about the process of, uh, or at least the media that you've been using. But can you tell us, uh, do you ever work in uh, electronic media? Do you stick to traditional? What is your thoughts about one versus the other? Um, yeah, I mainly do everything on paper. Um, and it's mainly just because I can't stand staring at a screen all day. Um, I just find that it wears me out. And, it just, um, and I also like, you know, having the originals. I like having a piece of paper that I've uh, manipulated and slopped goop on to make to make pictures um and so uh, yeah everything i do is on paper um i frequently will uh, make finished comics in my sketchbooks um just because i've tried to make my practices portable as possible so that i can go out and see people at the cafes or whatever um and not just be completely holed up in my studio all the time um so there a lot of that is is part of it um, but yeah, my, my, uh, my medias are all over the place. So it, it just depends on what I'm feeling. I, I try to, um, I try to match the media and the technique with, uh, what I feel like the story needs. So I, I have that luxury of just sort of, um, being like, well, this is an ink story or this is, this needs color or this needs colored pencil or whatever. So yeah. Excellent. And Shelly, I don't want to leave you out since you are uh, an accomplished illustrator in your own right. I'm sure you haven't had much time to think of anything else other than putting mice together. But what do you have uh, going right now in terms of uh, projects? Oh, I'm working on um, a book at 
right now about media literacy. So we're going to be um, exploring that topic through graphic novels, which is really exciting. Um, it's a uh, part of First Second's World Citizen Comics line that they're just launched. So this is things that explores, um, you know, our democracy, uh, other like journalistic practices and, you know, ours focuses on media literacy and, you know, where we're at with that right now. It's very, it's very present. So I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, that that's huge. In fact, I, I, I talk about this all the time to anybody who will listen, but if there's one class that I think should be required, you know, from a pretty young age these days, it's media literacy because no one, you know, you, you have this, very serious problem of kids and and adults, in many cases as well, who who cannot tell what is real and what is not, and, and what is reliable and what is not. Yes, um, yeah. You know, with what we're dealing now. So that you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to get my hands on that. Oh, um, we'll talk about. We maybe we can have you back uh, to talk about it when it comes out because yeah. that really is, uh, I think, an important topic. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, Jen Posner is the writer, and she is um, just a brilliant mind and has really focused in on this topic for her career. And so this is her first graphic novel. We're happy to collaborate with her, um, working with my husband, as I usually do, Braden Lamb, um, on mm -hmm. the graphic novel. Yeah. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Hey, one thing just I think would be important just to mention about mice is just how yeah. accessible it is. Something that I've always appreciated was the ability to get there on the T and yeah. so we could just talk about if people want to come to the different ways they can get there and they don't just have to drive. Yeah, I, I think another thing that uh, I forgot to mention is that it's free. It's always been free and it's free this year. So you can take it in however you like. You know, you can come for an hour, you can come both days. Um, but as you say, the, the tea will be running that weekend. It's a very popular weekend in Boston. You can take in quite a bit. There's the, um, the Charles Regatta and uh, Boston Book Festival is also um, that weekend. So we're at the Porter Square Tea Stop, um, just a few steps from it, really. And um, you, there's also a commuter rail stop. If you're coming from the south of Boston, we really recommend that you take, um, take the tea walk. Um, do whatever you need to do, bus um, over to us because there's not a lot of parking. So, you know, take some time to explore fall <laughs> and come to the show. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else on that topic? Uh, Did you ask? No, that? there's tons of stuff around there too. Yeah. So like when oh, you're yeah. done with, uh, when mm -hmm. you're done with the show, like there's a nice little cluster of uh, Japanese themed restaurants lovely. in the basement. Yeah. It's quite nice. Actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is one of the reasons why we loved this building. It's also known as the Porter Exchange uh, building. So yeah, as Kurt says, there's a lot of nice stalls. There's um, great coffee there as well. So yeah, it's just, it's our home. We, we just love this space. Yeah, you really can't beat the location. And I think that that's one of the mm -hmm. reasons you do see such a large and diverse crowd there. I mean, it's, you know, it just draws mm -hmm. from, from sort of all, all corners. And uh, yeah, we, we highly recommend that people people of all ages take the time to do it. So I'll put you on the spot a little bit. If you had to, if each of you had to pick something you're most looking forward to that weekend of October 19, what would you what would you say it is? Well, I don't know. This is just at the top of my mind, but um, just put a workshop together with uh, Carabine. Um, 
that is called, you know, this is a subtle one, but it's called uh, No Perfect Drawings. So this is really about kind of getting over those creative blocks that you might have. Um, someone who says, you know, I hear it all the time, like as an artist, someone says, well, I can't even draw a stick figure. And it's like, you, you definitely can. And she is going to either help people who are uh, hesitant about trying their hand at, um, at drawing or uh, people who just need a little, um, you know, a little push and getting over that fear. Um, and just like how, how therapeutic drawing and doodling can be. So very excited about that. One. I think I should go to that. What do you think, Dave? Yeah. yeah, it will get you away Everybody from those stick figure it. drawings are so famous. Yeah, and you can do a lot with a stick figure. Yeah, yeah. It's wonder I you know, I've gotten thumbnails before from writers who just worked it all out in in stick figures. And it's brilliant because like, you know, you're you're thinking visually. Um and that that script is totally going to work because you right. worked it out that way. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it can help writers as well. This workshop. So I think it's at um it's 11:30 on Saturday. Yeah, but we have we have workshops. We have uh, uh, 14 of them running on the half hour, starting at 11 each day. So there's lots of lots of topics to explore. Things like um, we're going to do sketchbooking with uh, Kurt, so you can get a little insight there. Um, as he says, he he does work out his comics in a sketchbook form, like they're almost like complete. And I'm like, wait, this is just the thumbnail, you know, and I'm like shocked by this. And then he goes and he redraws it. So it's a really um, like innovative way of using a sketchbook. Um, and so Moleskin is sort of supporting us. You, everybody who attends these two workshops um, about sketchbook, sketchbooking will receive one and they can kind of learn some tips um, from folks. <laughs> Sorry about that. Like in order to, um, I don't know, develop their own sketchbooking practice. And get some insight into how other pros do it. Excellent. That sounds great. So, Kurt, that's probably what you're looking most forward to to share share your knowledge. Yeah, I have done a couple of um, I've done a couple of uh, uh, workshops for mice in the over the past couple of years, and they're always tons of fun. Um, so, I am looking forward to sort of uh, sharing what I do with my sketchbooks. I'm also um, on a comics visual literacy panel with uh, that uh, Dan Nadell put together. I'm sorry, not Dan Daniel, uh, Dan Mazur uh, put together. And um, and that promises to be a really interesting discussion because it's going to be um, four or five artists who are picking uh, two page, one or two pages that they think work really interestingly uh, in the graphic narrative space and uh, just sort of deep diving into that sort of aesthetic literacy that uh, and that aesthetic vocabulary that we all... Um, sort of trade in, but maybe don't uh, elucidate uh, as often as we should. Um, and one of the other things I really like about mice is the uh, the cartoonarium. I think is a lot of fun for people because it's just a cartoonist or an artist down there um, sketching, and people can sit there and watch. And that can reveal a lot about people's process mm -hmm. and and just how to do it and demystify the process a lot. So you are allowed to talk to the cartoonist in the cartoonarium. Yeah. That is the thing is it's like you you have to bother them. And uh yeah, someone just uh, emailed the other day about what they're bringing in and it was like uh Karen Katz. So I'm just so excited about her work. Oh, she's great. And um yeah, she was saying like the list just started with like 
the every day it was like I'm gonna have paper and pencils and pens and acetate and and a you know and a exacto knife and I'm like what's gonna be happening? I'm just so excited <laughs> for this one. So um, yeah, um, and then we'll also like be featuring how some artists work with Clip Studio Paint because they're going to be here at the show. And this is, you know, I know um, we all, we do all love paper, but it is kind of revolutionary in how it's helping to create digital comics um, or even partway. I use it myself. Um, I just do my pencils with uh, Clip Studio Paint and print them out and then uh, ink digitally, uh, ink traditionally. Um, so there's uh, many different applications. So a few artists are going to be exploring their process with that program. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Well, as, as I said, everybody, we, we would highly recommend everybody take the time to, to, come, to come down. We're going to have links on our website, petpeevescomic.com, for the schedule and everything else you need to know. But Shelly, can you just give the, uh, the website sure, for people who want to go directly? Miceexpo.org. Sure. Right. Don't forget that extra E. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that that's not it's not an extra E. <laughs> yes, do forget that extra E. Two E's next to each other, but there's no extra E. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Shelly and Kurt. And uh, hopefully we will see you in person at Mice come uh, the weekend of October 19th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody else, we will see you next month on another episode of Strip Search, the comic strip podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.